Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, June 11th, and we've got the entire flipping crew back today. Yay! Woo, woo, woo. Uh, see, I told y'all y'all wanted to just last with just me for that long. So, super excited to see y'all guys back. We've been chatting backstage and whatnot, having fun, getting mm-hmm. caught up on things. So, uh, we got a treat, though. We've got a book that Richard really wanted to read and really wanted to do a review on. And it's God Country by Donny Cates, art by Jeff Shaw. So, that's what we're reviewing today. All God Country, the entire, it's one through six. Uh, pretty interesting story. Image mm-hmm. Comics. So, yeah, is there anything anybody else wants to say real quick about this before we start getting into Wilms? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, due to obviously let the listeners know, due to my dad passing, um, the fact that you know Father's Day is coming up. Uh, yeah, I just I want to dedicate this episode to my dad. So. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good one too. On as we get into it and stuff like that. So, yeah, Whelming's on this book. I believe you've read this before, haven't you, Richard? I have. All right. So, what's, what is your Whelming on this book? I'm overly whelmed. I, especially due to current events, I love this book even more. I, if, there's a, if there's a thing you could say that's more than overly whelmed, I'm that. <laughs> I love this story. Um, it really hits home with a lot of things for me. Um, and Donny Cates has had plenty of listeners uh, i believe it came out in 2017 since then have like reached out to him and they're like i love this story and they share sort of stuff with that and he loves that he he mentions that i think in the uh mm-hmm. in the back of the book as well and uh anyway it, it's just one of my favorite stories it deals with a lot of uh father and son things that and things left unsaid it also deals with legacy and the things that you leave behind and anyway, I just, I love it. Cool. All right, Jeremy, what's your whelming on this? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm overly whelmed as well. Um, it was it was a really cool read. Uh, the only uh, other thing I've really read from Image is uh, the, well, yeah, I mean, obviously the big thing that got me into Image was Walking Dead, but this one still kind of had like a cool feel like that to it, like the old Western style type feel. Um, and it, uh, yeah, I have, I have to, uh, concur with Richard about um yeah I, I it was just the like the the meaning behind everything like the family meanings behind it all like after you read it through the whole thing is really really cool how it, how it comes together there and um yeah it's just a, a really neat book cool cool uh yeah don't forget you read witches too so that's, that's yeah that's what I was about to say that's why I stopped I was like <laughs> nope it's not the only thing I read <laughs> we're getting you there jerry we're getting yeah. you there <laughs> yeah. um mine is you know of course y'all are overly whelmed over here so i'm gonna just be like whelmed um in pure comically comics fashion <laughs> i think it's a lot to like good story good artwork and stuff like that i think that it boils down to like a lot of my views on like death and just maybe my mourning process, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, I I think it's just I'm the odd duck is what it boils down to. And I just don't think and look at things the same way that other people do. And so it just doesn't hit quite as hard. But I definitely could see where like, like I said, I'm the odd one out and like this would hit for so many other people. Yeah. So um, I think it's a cool story. And I, I guess maybe I also like had like different thoughts of how it would go. But I, I still think it's a good read. I still think it's awesome. So yeah, let's get into it. I've got little synopsis for all these issues. So let's start off with God Country number one. They didn't have like individual like story title names or nothing like that. Just straight up issues. So the first one we meet Emmett Quinlan is an old man with Alzheimer's. Not all timers like some <laughs> folks in the South like to say. <laughs> Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh. We meet his son, Roy, 
daughter-in-law Janie and granddaughter Dina have come to taking care of Emmett. However, Storm rolls in and changes all their lives and Emmett's legacy. And the the one like the one comic that I have for this issue is when he defeats towards the end of the book. He defeats one of the bad guys, one of the demons, to not spoil a whole lot or anything like that. And you see his face when he actually hears his family talking to him. That is the most kindest drawn face I think I've ever seen in comic book history. Like it just, it's simply breathtaking, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're talking about when uh, he's, he says the line, did you say grandpa? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. The eyes. Yeah. The free, like for those of you who don't know, as far as drawing goes, if you can get the eyes to say whatever emotion it is you want, everything else in the face falls in line. Like it's, I mean, you can't, of course, obviously go like absurd and make the eyebrows do whatever. But like, if you can get the eyes to emit the emotion that you're looking for, everything else is gravy. Yeah. And that's what that picture did. The eyes did everything for me in that, that panel. Yeah. The, the artist, Jeff Shaw, uh, colorist, Jason Wordy, I think is for everybody. Everybody did a fantastic job for all six of these issues. Like everything just looks great and phenomenal on every single page. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree on that. Like that was, um, I, I like really like the, the art style on that too. I mean, it, it kind of, um, it's, it's enough detail without not getting too crazy with the, with the detail and then possibly messing things up by going too far. I hated Roy's face. It bothered me. <laughs> He just looked like a hick, and I didn't like. He had a punchable <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> and Janie got on my nerves. She's so inconsiderate. She's so like you can clearly tell that Janie has never had to deal with somebody yeah. with this type of illness ever, and like, and and she's definitely wrote that way, where she's never had to deal with this, maybe even this particular illness, but just never dealt with this at all. Well, re so rereading it. I the first time I read it, I kind of didn't like Janie, and but rereading it, I kind of understand more context. Like she, all the time that she's ever known Emmett, has been this crazy mm-hmm. old man. Yeah. From the moment that they were married, like you see, you know, where he's showing like pictures of the wedding to Emmett, at, like Roy showing pictures of Emmett, showing pictures to Emmett at the hospital of like the wedding. And you yeah. can see that like Dina's pregnant, or not Dina, uh, Janie is pregnant with Dina and stuff like that. She's all she's ever known is this Emmett. And later on, when she sees the true Emmett, that's when she she's very like warm to him. And I yes. she has an arc, and I love her arc of like yeah. the very beginning, she's like, Well, I'm taking the kid and we're leaving. You can stay with your dad. And then when it comes time for Roy to go with his dad near the end of the story, she says, Go. She's just, she's like, no, go, go be with your father. I love, honestly, I love Janie in this story. <laughs> I love the arc that she has for her, for her story or her part of the story. See, I think that's part of my problem. I felt so disconnected from anything else outside of Emmett. Like I, I felt disconnected from Roy. I felt disconnected from Janie, Dina, like all the other characters I felt totally disconnected from. Hmm. You may want to reread it at some point because I don't know. Like the second time reading this, it was just it was great. But yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see where you're coming from too, Michael. Because like I didn't, um, I mean, especially with 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 Janie, because at first, I mean, not, and I, I guess that's probably part of the the design of the story is that you're um, not really supposed to get her and like kind of push her off to the side there at first, but then actually see the full circle for everything. But I mean, I like, I mean, I, I'm right there with you as far as you, you definitely felt more interested at least in to see what, what was going to happen with Emmett and what all is up with the sword and everything. And then which be obvious, like there, Emmett is, he's the main character, at least in my mind. And Roy is just there kind of like a, kind of the same, but not, a, he's not as important person on there but um i can definitely see what you're saying on that yeah i caught myself several times saying what a bitch <laughs> <Aww>. to janie <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah 
And honestly, that is very much how some people, unfortunately, don't like they don't yeah. get it because they don't know that person. Like it, right. it's very real. It's a very real moment. Uh, yeah. which is what I love. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I, I had the same sort of reaction to Janie the first time reading it through, but I see now what Donnie was doing for her as the story is being told. Cool. I see, like, now that you pointed out, I definitely see the story arc. I just, I, maybe it will take another rereading. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that, though. I guess it's good in one way, but, it, like, I hate it in the same where, like, it takes more than one reading to actually, like, get a grasp. But like I said, that's that's like a double-edged sword where like, you know, if you if you don't like it the first go around, then like rereading it again, that's a chore at that point in time. But yeah. then when you start finding things that like you didn't notice before, like those are those kind of like treasures that you're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that double-edged sword named Valifax? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all swords yes. are Valifax. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yes, that is true. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, or even, I mean, since we were talking about this before podcast, I mean, are, are lightsabers Valifax then? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would argue Valifax is a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Definitely one with the force. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially there towards the end. Right. <laughs> all right. Y'all got anything else for issue one? No. Nah. Um, no, I, I will say like, and it kind of comes into play, I guess in the later issues, like I still didn't feel like I got a full answer of why or where that tornado and that storm came from. Maybe we can discuss a little bit more in that, that issue, but it, it never gives like really real, gives a lot of room for interpretation yeah. on that. Well, I think that's what, so this book is crafted, like this book is Donnie Cates to a T. I was like reading a little bit behind the scenes with him. He's from Texas, obviously. And he grew up like reading Jack Kirby. That's a big influence to him. Um, you see like Kirby Crackles, Jeff Shaw, like literally draws them in this art. The gods look very like uh, New Genesis gods and apocalypse gods from DC. Um, yeah. But yeah, the... The uh, the tornado, they what I'm getting at is like this is supposed to be like a tall tale. It, it, it has yeah. some truth to it, but they're elaborating. <laughs> they're elaborate. <laughs> wow, they're making up parts of the story <laughs> that I sound like Porky the pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, they're making up parts of the story to maybe make it more interesting, but who knows? Like because it we eventually learn that the narrator of the story is like the great, great grandchild of yeah. Emmett. Yes. Yeah. Um, and anyway, it's kind of left to your own devices. I know the demon uh, supposedly was in that tornado. Uh, I've mm -hmm. often thought that it was like the demon and Valifax fighting, and that's what caused this giant tornado. Um, but either way, it's it's kind of left ambiguous for the reader to decide. Yeah, because I think it said the the Valifax was chasing the demon inside the storm. Mm -hmm. So still, I mean, to me, it still didn't explain like why the heck it was in Texas. But so what <laughs> happened was, is there was a butterfly off the coast of oh, uh, South America. It flapped <laughs> its wings the wrong way, and <laughs> we're really doing the butterfly effect now. <laughs> we're doing chaos theory. I think is. <laughs> Creating a tropical depression, winding up into Texas. Yeah, which it was kind of cool. I actually knew the, the towns that it was talking about. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, since you live out in Texas, this should uh, this should hit home with you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I know that place. And pretty much that's the, the drawings are about accurate. There's nothing out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> kicking cans. Yeah. On to God Country number two. Emmett catches up with his family. The God... Aristus comes for the sword Valifax. We get a history of Valifax. Emmett sends a declaration back with Aristus. Father, a tomb, come and take it. I love that moment. Yeah. I was hoping it was a little bit more badass in Texas than, <laughs> Texan than that. Like, come get some or something like that. I don't know. Nice. I love, I love the like, 
accent, and it makes sense uh-huh. now that you say that Donny Cates is from Texas, but that the like the accent that that he gives Emmett, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can read this shit clear <laughs> yeah, same, as day same. with my country ass. <laughs> same, like, <laughs> same. I, like I was from being from Alabama, I was just like, this is so easy to read. Um, <laughs> which is another reason why, like this, this hits very home to me. <laughs> I, I I just love this story. Uh, I loved, I think it was in the previous issue, but I loved the narrator sometimes how he talks and he says something like, the sword had a name because of course the sword had a name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's this issue where we learned that Valifax was like all swords. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when we're getting that whole history or rundown of Valifax and the importance of it. Valifax itself seems like it's a god in and of itself. Yes. It's supposed to be the god of all blades. Like any bladed object. So I guess if you sharpen a rock that it's now the God of that <laughs> because later on when he uses that ability to like summon all the blades to protect the Quinlan family, you see the, um, the blades of the uh, windmill get ripped off and used for that as well. Hacksaw. Yeah. Anything <laughs> with an edge. Now, I love in this one, like how, uh, what's his name? The son, uh, Roy, that's, no, and it's not a tomb. Uh, is it uh, Aristus? Huh? Oh wait, which Ar- one? The the, the Ar- God Arist- of War. Yeah, that's the Aristus. Yeah, yeah, Aristus. Yeah, how he came in here like, just like you will fear me, and then like thirty <laughs> seconds later he's down. Yeah, it's just like, just like well, that was very anticlimactic. <laughs> he's like, uh, hey, uh, um, uh, can, can we can we talk this out a little bit? Um, didn't yeah. realize the shit was legit. And like you wanted to be wielded by this old man yeah. in Texas, uh, but, well, but yeah, I <laughs> I think he was trying to trick Emmett because he talks about later when they you know when they actually like sit down and chat, he says like the sword can't be taken; it can only yeah. be given. Or if the sword leave like says you're unworthy and leaves you, so I think he was trying to trick Emmett and being like hand me over the hand over the sword and <laughs> and yeah. then. The sword, yeah, tells him Neil, and he's like, oh, "Okay, fine, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really have much for this book, this this book here. So I think it was cool. I think it was definitely a lot of information that we needed. Maybe that's what it was—just an information issue for me. But I, um, I, I, I love. There's a lot of moments in here that I love. Um, let's see here. I love that Emmett rebuilds the house using Valifax, <laughs> or rather, Valifax, I guess, rebuilds it. But, um. And he rebuilds it exactly the way it was. Yeah. Like, to the point where the door is still sticking. And then later on, we learned that the AC was broken, so he didn't even fix that part. <laughs> like, I just, I love that. That's great. Well, and Dina even sits there, and, and they're, she's like, I thought Granddaddy fixed the house. And they're like, he did. And she's like, well, then why is it still broken? And I'm like, that's my <laughs> life to a T right there. Like, whenever I fix some shit around the house, it's like, I mean, it's fixed for now, but you know, um, we were we were talking about uh, Emmett and meeting Aristus for the first time. I love the the classic grumpy old man where he tells Aristus like, "Get the fuck off my property." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> it's such a it's such a great moment. I I love it. They go ahead and in this issue also build upon like him remembering that he had a wife and yeah. like digging back on those memories and stuff like that, which. The idea of like losing my wife and then turning around forgetting about it, but then having mm. to relive it, that sounds fucking horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it even happens to him like again and he just completely loses it. But right. Yeah. I just, yeah, I couldn't the really have to relive all that. It's just insane. Yeah. The pain in Emmett's eyes when he's remembering it, there's a shot where he's talking about, he's talking with Aristus and, or however you say his name. Anyway, he's saying like, hey, I have Alzheimer's. Can you cure me? And I'll give you the sword. And he's like, you know, what is this? And anyway, he basically is like, no, we can't. And like Emmett says, like, I can't, I can't give it up. And like, there's this pain in his eyes, like where he wants to, you know, remember those loved ones. Cause that's what this is all about is like, it's not about leaving this awesome, like for Emmett, it's not about leaving this awesome legacy. It's like, he knows he'll be remembered. 
he wants to remember them is yeah. the issue. Yeah. And the art, like you said, like getting the eyes right and stuff, the, there's pain in this man's eyes that it's just, it's bone chilling for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. And like, he wants to remember that. And also, I, I feel like there's a, be a part of him too that just, he wants to have a better legacy to leave. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to be remembered as Janie would remember him yeah. as the grumpy old man that was just out of his mind. Yeah, a burden. Because he talks about how he was like, he took care of the, his wife and stuff like that and he never yeah. wanted to be a burden to his family. Right. Uh, to lighten the mood though, I love when, <laughs> when, when Roy is talking like, he's like, Dad, where are you going? You can't go with this guy. And Aristus is like, worry not, son of Quinlan. And he's like, excuse me, could you stay out of this, sir? <laughs> just thinks it's so funny. <laughs> like, it's a 12-foot tall, like, god of war. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a really funny moment. Well, he had some monstrous balls at that point in time, I'm just saying. Yes. Amen. Yeah. No, or, Roy. no, Roy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, his dad was also wielding this giant like kaiju battle sword as mm-hmm. well. So, <laughs> yeah, with one freaking hand. Yeah, I love Very Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah I that's love, exactly what I was thinking. I love the design of Valifax. I think it's so cool looking. Yeah. On to issue three. On to issue three. Mm-hmm. Here we go. God Country issue three. The Quinlans have bonding time before being attacked by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying uh, demons, zombies, whatever they are Belgrim drops by and kidnaps Dina Emnet must go to hell and bring her back I like how you said Belgrim drops uh, wow, Bel- Belgrim drops by like, hey guys, I was just you know, I was just in town and just dropping by, I'm gonna take your daughter to hell <laughs> I mean essentially that's what he did he was just like, oh you fool and then he just, you know, dick all and he was gone <laughs> like, bro, you didn't even bring a fucking fruitcake, really? You bring all this other bullshit around, but you can't bring some food that's funny <laughs> you got an undead chef over there that can make me uh, make me something Something Southern hospitality here, motherfucker. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's but this more? Is where, sorry, what's more southern than hell? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't get much further down south. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is where you get that panel though that you were talking about earlier, where he summons up all the blades and stuff like that to help pre- protect the Quinlan family that has gone inside to seek refuge. And also that's like attacking the the demons that are outside trying to break into the house as well. I don't know. It, see, it looked very God of, uh, not God of Thrones, God of Thrones. I just combined two things that had nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it looked very Game of Thrones. I would totally watch to a show me. called God of Thrones, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could have been called God of Thrones, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved in this one, too, like how... <laughs> Uh, when Valifex starts talking to Dina. Yeah. And, <laughs> and basically he just like gets on this whole big tangent and runs her off. And, and he's like, sorry, I, I have no, not much experience talking to children. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> couldn't tell. No shit. <laughs> I know. I love, I, he's talking to her. He's like, I have, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm all swords. I am thousands of miles or, or light years away, slaying the throats. Uh, there's, I'm covered in blood and all this stuff. And she just like runs off crying. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I've, I have not spoken with children. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, my note for that was, I forgot how funny this comic was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Emmett a lot better with his beard and long hair. <laughs> I did too, actually. But I get it. Like, that was his, like, Alzheimer's like look no one's taking yeah. care of him and stuff like that and this is how he originally looked I just hope he clipped his toenails because them things was ratchet in the <laughs> oh, first yeah. issue <laughs> yeah yeah if Valifax had control of those nails yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> if it's got an edge it's probably <laughs> probably is controlled by it were you expect well y'all expected Roy to get bit by a demon or whatever just out of note? Like there was no like lead up to this at all. It no. was like one panel, like, bro, there's a demon behind you. Next page. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, well, I guess he's infected now. 
Oh, we're done. Right? <laughs> I thought it was gone. I was like, oh, this dude dead. Yeah. yeah there's no dead. way. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a jugular bite, not like a shoulder bite. Yeah. Right? And according to like what Michael said, you need to shoot him in the head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like I laughed just because the way he said zombies was just funny, but they do look like zombies. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like undead they really warriors. Do. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I mean I one of them's riding a horse, for God's sake. <laughs> oh my gosh. That splash page of like or double splash page, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, where he uses Valifax to like illuminate the night. Yeah. And you see just the like sea of undead. I love that page. I love this art so much. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's where my Game of Thrones vibes are coming in. Yeah. Oh. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I know. Yeah. You're talking about like the last season stuff. Yeah. 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 I got you. Oh. And then like you get a few more pages in and he's like, Whipping that thing around like it's a Michelangelo nunchuck or something like yeah. that in one of the 90s arcade games. Uh, yeah. and there's all these arches and yeah. stuff going up in the air. I was thinking anime. He went total anime. Uh, like <laughs> Jeff Shaw went anime on this that scene where he's just hacking away at endless like hordes of zombies. <laughs> That's the okay. So one of the parts that I don't like as far as the artwork is when we get to these pages with all the blades and stuff like that. Some of it I didn't like recognize like right underneath that when uh Emmett went all super powered Nova and stuff like that mm -hmm. there's these like random I don't know bits I don't even know what they are but they're flying around and then you clearly see them like all this stuff going towards the the demons outside but then as they're I guess they're going through it I'm like how are these things getting through I don't I don't it, I don't know it just looks like a jumbled up mess to me but that's my only complaint at all throughout the entire series of the artwork. It's just three panels, maybe. Mm, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. I think it's meant to look like it's just ripping through like all the zombies or something. But yeah. Well, I always try to look for these in comics because artists do it. Um, and I found something, a little, little Easter egg that I thought was cool. When Roy and Janie are drinking beer, they are drinking Duff beer. The brand of no, uh, the favorite brand of Homer Simpson. <laughs> yes, are they really? Yeah. Oh, I've got to see. This. That's the logo, and it's slightly covered up. But you see the D U F F. It's like if you're reading one of the panels where it says Janie I, and it shows like Roy kind of like holding the beer in his hands, and Janie's got another one. You can kind of see what Janie's holding. It looks like D U F F, and then the very next panel below that, you see the D U, but it's the same logo and. It's just oh, done in Jeff Shaw's sort of style. That's oh, funny. yes. It is. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Like, you can see it really good when, like, Janie's, like, standing there saying, no, 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 no conversation. Just, like you said, seeing him, like, that happy and playful and, you know, pressed and shaven and all. Like, you can see it really good in Roy's hand at that point in time. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see Roy's hand. Yeah. It looks almost like a sticker over the can. Yeah. That's how the Duff beer kind of looks. It's just like a red logo with white square, and then it says Duff. Yeah. Oh. Have you not watched The Simpsons? No. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so deprived. But... I will say, the more I look at, like, kind of think about this, the more I think that uh, Valifax is the Elder Wand. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Elder Wand. Harry, another Harry Potter reference. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm lost on that one. <laughs> yeah. You might as well make that noise for me now. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I don't think it matters that much on, on a comic. Should have used the who. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, on to issue four. Yep. God Country number four. Emmett must face the hardest test yet. Valifax shows its dislike for Belgrim, and Emmett calls out to Aristus. Yeah, like this one. Um, this one was uh, it was cool seeing like its depiction of hell a little bit, and then just um, <laughs> talking about how it's got all these different realms and goes on, and Emmett's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's move on. <laughs> like, I'm here for one purpose and that's it. And he's like, the Valifax is even like trying to help him. And he's just like, just shut up and we're going. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I um I like that hell, the depiction of hell for this story is basically the upside down. It's just right. our world yeah. inverted. <laughs> yeah. Um I think that's a cool take. But yeah. I what was the whole wolf supposed to reference? Like I don't I'm ignorant here. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know other than the previous issue, we saw some things like that. Like we saw a rabbit, a spider. Um, like in Texas before they went yeah. to hell and then we see sort of those same imagery so I think it's just reinforcing that whole like it's like hell is just the same as wherever you're from just inverted like evil looking <laughs> yeah the upside down yeah <laughs> yeah because there's like yeah. a spider eating a rabbit what yeah on um it's, oh yeah 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 you see yeah, a bunch yeah. of like spiders eating rabbits yeah I yes I got you now I see it okay yeah, the other thing I thought maybe is the wolf is Belgrim in like disguise and he's watching Emmett as Emmett's like going to his trap, but I don't know. Like, because then Belgrim's like immediately in the room and he's like stroking Dina's hair and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It's thought, creepy. That, that was, yeah, that was, that was really, that, that one sent like chills whenever I was reading it. I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, it is. Uh, this art is phenomenal on this page. Yeah. And you know, it, it it's um it's very twisted. Like it it it's it's an image that would normally look like loving. Like in other words, if this was um, Emmett sitting there and doing the same pose, it maybe would look loving. But because it's this Belgrim god of death, it's just so like it's a bastardized version of that, if you will. Yeah, and it's just so creepy. <laughs> I love like the the little details of like the way that his fingers are, like when he's sitting there doing like making this sh- noise oh, yeah. and the way he's got his fingers and yeah. his hands and stuff. It's very like that to me. It's I don't know. It's just I could see somebody of that persuasion, like evil or whatever the case is. Like that's how they would hold. That's how they would do their fingers, their hands. Uh, the way that he's like pulling the hair and stuff like that. Are running his fingers through the hair, like that's how they would do that kind of thing. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. I um, I'm gonna bring this up now just because I'm noticing it um more. I don't know if this is just an issue with same face, but I was gonna bring it up near the last issue, but I think it's done intentionally. But uh, Emmett and a tomb basically have the same facial structure. And I think that's done intentionally because these this story is kind of also like the tale of two fathers, like two different types of fathers. Yeah. yeah. Um, now looking at it though, Belgrim kind of looks like Roy. <laughs> and I don't know what that says about Roy. <laughs> well, he does have a punchable face like Michael said. <laughs> and boy, does it get punched. Oh <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? Freaking once, once Emmett snapped out of it, so he he sees his his wife, and yeah. like in her younger days as well. So she's very beautiful and stuff like that. And like he he's done. He is down for the count. And uh, Valifax was like, "Hey, hey, cl- close your eyes, bro, yeah, bro, bro, <laughs> yo, close them eyes." Emmett wasn't having it. Like, I just, you could just imagine, like, the sword, like, if he turned it in, like, where it's flat-bladed and just banging him on the head, like, yeah. stop looking. <laughs> Trying to cover his eyes. Yeah. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> it's very subtle, but I love when Roy does drop uh, Valifax, and the, the speech bubble fades. Like, it's kind of faded. It's almost like Val- he can't hear Valifax's voice anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool yeah. moment. I think that's really I do cool. See that. I do that understand now. Yeah. And it doesn't seem as vibrant either. Like it's the blade itself looks like way duller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's color anyways. Until Belgrim sure. picks it up. Sure comes back to life there at the, after the next few panels. Right. Um, so the whole thing about like what we talked about in issue two where Aristus was like, yeah, like Valifax is pretty much its own entity. Uh, it lets you wield it if it wants to. And that's what we see here. Like, Belgrim picks it up and Valifax is like, no, that, <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> and it, it 
completely like contorts its body. This is, I don't know. This is this is pretty painful looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gives him anus eyes. That's what I wrote. <laughs> 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 That's what they look like. He look. They, <laughs> they look like uh. What's the what's the little character that's in the sequel trilogy of Star Wars that has the big goggles that magnify her eyes, but then you take them off oh, and she's uh, got little uh, anus eyes. <laughs> ma, ma, and it's in like ma. Uh, I don't know. Maz or something. Maz Kanata. That's it. Yeah, we're that's old. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. But uh, once what after that happened, like you said, um, freaking Emmett just went to town, and it doesn't look like he's holding the sword. No, he's just barefisted. Right. So I guess it takes time for him to like. It's not immediate that he goes right back to to having lost or the Alzheimer's, like coming right back in. Yeah. So, because I I thought he would have to hold the sword. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think it's a like it the whatever the sword does for you fades like immediately dropping it because immediately dropping it when he goes to hug his wife, he should like technically, you know, switch back to having Alzheimer's, but he didn't. So I think I think you're right there. He just pummels Belgram into nothing. Yeah, basically. (laughs) He's like hurt his hand on those bones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that, though. Like, yeah. It, it, he Belgrim's like at, like he's dust. Like you can see when when like Emmett's holding his hands there. Like you just see like it almost looks like sand is pouring through his fingers. Mm-hmm. Bathe in my victim's blood. <laughs> uh, only what is it? Only drink the blood of my enemies. Occasionally, I do enjoy a sarsaparillas though. Grenadine <laughs> straight from the can. Delicious. But somehow his hands are clean enough to pick Dina up and uh, yeah. take her on home. Yeah. Um, re- rereading this, I love the narrator. Like at the beginning of the story, he's like, all he says is, Emmett Quinlan went to hell. And near the end of the story, it just says, and then he came back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, it's just, uh, I, I love it because it's like, a, maybe it's something that Emmett never told because Roy and Janie aren't there. Dina's there, but maybe Dina didn't. She's maybe she's passed out because what I'm saying is the story gets passed on generation to generation. And this is just something that I guess either got lost or Emmett didn't tell anybody or Dina decided not to tell anybody or she wasn't conscious during it. But I just thought it was cool. Well, that that makes complete sense because, you know, the last book I said that Roy, I think Roy said they had to fill Dina in on what all happened mm-hmm. at the uh shit, what's that place called? Uh Kingdom of Always. Mm-hmm. So Roy filled them in on that and what happened there. But Dina throughout this whole thing, she is not conscious at all from what from the panels that we see. And then Emmett, where and he gets done and brings her back, he immediately starts going out to the tree to confront Aristus. Yeah. So there is no time for talking, you know what I mean? And saying, hey, uh, I went to hell and passed by these spiders eating a rabbit and uh, <laughs> this awkward lone wolf looking at me the whole time. <laughs> um, I love, uh, <laughs> all while this is also going on, poor Janie and Roy are being attacked by the zombies. Like, that army yeah. didn't go away. Emmett <laughs> was just like, oh, he took my granddaughter. I'm going to hell to rescue her. And they're like, fine, go, go, go save our daughter. <laughs> And we'll deal with the zombies and they're all being attacked. And I just love, it's a very like funny moment. I said, it's a very Texas moment where she says, she's talking about like what you believe in and all this stuff. And she says like, I just don't care about that. I can't even believe in that. And she's like, I believe in, and then like things smash through and she's like guns. (laughs) And I was like, that's a very Texas moment. (laughs) The um the other thing, though, and this goes into that kind of what I was talking about, I love, it's a very metatextual moment for, maybe not metatextual is the wor- right word, but for Emmett, like, he doesn't care about how he's going to be remembered because Belgrim talks about, like, dude, give up the, like, I'm the god of death. Everything died. Like, my father, I'm having father issues of my own, okay? Like, 
my father is being a, he's making everybody's life hell. He's being a dick because he wants his damn sword because of his legacy and all this stuff. And he's like, but can you please just give up the sword? Do you really want to be remembered this way? And for Emmett, it's no, I don't care how I'm remembered. I want to remember my family. And it's, yeah. it's just a really cool moment for me. Like you're saying, the total opposites of things, like the way this guy treats his kids, the way the Emmett's treating his family and stuff like that, the goals of each father and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like you, um, well, I'll say it's almost like Emmett, whenever he had, had Alzheimer's, like that's how uh, a tomb is, but where it's like just forgetting about, because he doesn't like, he doesn't care. A tomb doesn't care how many sons he has and lost. All he cares about is his his legacy, what he's, his, his stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and like his sole survival, because without, he needs the sword to, to help regain control of kingdom of always. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we got anything else? I think I'm good on that one. On to issue five, which I felt was another more like informative issue. We've got God Country number five, Origin of a Tomb, Kingdom of Always, and Valifax. Epic battle between Aristus and Emmett. Emmett decides to end this war once and for all. So right off the bat, first page, fucking love this art. <laughs> like it, and it is. You want to talk about Je- like Donny Cates and and Jeff Shaw, like Jack Kirby inspired art. Here you go. Like yeah. this looks so much like Jack Kirby. And then the the very next page, you see the Kirby crackles and all this stuff. I. Love the design of all the unnamed gods and the ones that we do know. Because we see like baby uh, Aristus and baby Belgrim and two of his other brothers that are mentioned, but they don't really show. I kind of wonder if this was going to have those brothers, but they just couldn't get around to it. And they just were like, eh, they're here and they died somehow from something. <laughs> I wonder if it was just to op- keep the door open of like possible sequels well the uh uh aristus talks to a tomb and talks about how like we lost my other two brothers um oh yeah uh was it a a i don't know a a ron uh orion i guess is how you say that and uh latore i guess i don't i don't know i'm butchering that but um or latore anyway i don't know like i said this was an epic fight but I mean, it, it, it almost seems like it was just kind of pointless. Um, I like how just how swole they make Emmett, for a lack of words, I guess. <laughs> like, he gets hit at one point in time, and he's like, Aristus is like, oh, nobody can survive that. And he's like, oh, fuck me. Really? Oh, man. Really? That, yeah. That is... You fat Texas son of a bitch. Why don't you stay down? <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite moment of the series, is when... He's like, I did this. No, you know, mortal, even if the sword gave them like godhood, could survive that. And the narrator says, you know, a, a curse came out from Aristus' mouth in that moment. And <laughs> no terrestrial translation that you or I could understand. But I'm willing to bet it was something in the ballpark of holy shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. fucking love that moment <laughs> for this book. <laughs> Then the next moment that I love as far as like that goes and just showing how badass him it is, is like you get like a, not necessarily a splash page, but he, he comes, he's knocked Aristus into the truck and you see Emmett walking out with the hammer and the sword. Like (laughs) he's dual wielding now. (laughs) Right. Right. He got enough XP for that, uh, upgrade. And it's like, um, and then you also got like where Roy and Jamie are like, we're getting out of here. N- nope, never mind. Yeah, of course it smashes the truck. <laughs> yeah. I love the the double page splash right before the battle uh, where we see Aristus and Emmett on either side of like the field and like the storms brewing yeah. and everything. I just, I think it's great. I still think like Aristus is just a big pushover. Really, I I think he's the MVP of this story because he well no like I mean like, I'm just saying like he's he's very not like a pushover like he's he's got he's got a good heart on him basically like he he cares and you can see that it's so it's just like 
he tries to be the big big bad guy, but he's really just a teddy bear. Yeah, so he's a big teddy bear. I, I, well, he's also he says he's the god of war, of blood and honor. So like, yeah, he's a very honorable man. Uh, he has to because, like, if you'll notice, I think it's in issue two. Um, there's a chain that hangs off of Valifax, and it's broken. And then there's a chain on Aristus's wrist, and it's broken. Yeah. So I think at some point, I don't, I don't know. The, the thing in my head is Aristus did something maybe not so honorable, and Valifax left him. Oh, uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a chain hanging off of Valifax, but now that I'm looking, I see it in like when he transports himself to Kingdom of Always, you can see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he must have been. That must have been what happened. Like he, he left him. Yeah. But yeah. then why? Why would Atum want the sword back though? Like if apparently if he'd given it to because his son Aristus, then why would he want it back? I think he wants it back because uh, Aristus has lost it now, and we have learned that even though these gods are gods, we learn from Belgrim that like gods die, they yeah. come and they go. Yeah, they're they live just as like whatever they they turn to ash just like the rest of us. Um, so for a tomb, this is something that will be eternal. This is a legacy that will live on forever. And slight spoilers, but the end of this is we learn that no, there's another way to sort of be eternal to all to never die. Like there's a different way. Um, it's passing on your lineage, a story that you can tell right. from one family to the next and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, a big thing I like in this issue is, uh, you know, he, he's at towards the end, he's almost like back in, you kind of get the, almost the feel of at the beginning, whenever he had, he was dealing with Alzheimer's and talking, like yelling, like at the intruders in his house saying, I'll kill you. Yeah. And, and the same thing, but it's, it's Dina's voice calling him grandpa that snaps him out of it. Yeah. And makes him, realize what he's what he's actually doing I, I thought that was really cool and you can even see like again like what you said in the eyes like you see the uh they were like that glowy almost electrifying eyes but then as soon as he snaps out of it it like fades out of his eyes yeah it's such a heartbreaking uh, heartbreaking moment too when right after that Roy's like you're scaring the shit out of my family and it 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 hits Emmett he's like your family. Like, yeah, I've, I've done this to Roy to where he doesn't even see me as part of his family anymore. And it's just a, a really heartbreaking moment for Emmett. And I don't, it just, oof, it gives me chills. Like I got goosebumps. <laughs> well, and see, I kind of took it another way. I kind of took it as a, you know, the whole time that Emmett's been sitting there saying, uh, I don't want to burden y'all. I don't want to burden my family. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And I want I need to be the one that takes care of of you know your your mom and you and all this other kind of jazz. And it was like like at to me it was at that point when Roy sat there and said you're scaring the shit out of my family. It was almost like a hit image at that point in time. It was like oh fuck like it is his family like it's his time to be the one that takes care of his wife. It's his time to be able to take care of my granddaughter mm-hmm. of Dina like it's. It's now the torch has got to pass on to him. Like this is his family now. Yeah. Is the way that I took it, is the way that I was reading it. And I think that was the kind of the incentive then to be like, okay, well, fuck this. I'm I'm gonna stop this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's when he kind of just dips out. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna end it once and for all. Yes. This I'm this is done. I'm I'm tired of endangering your family, my family, whatever you however you but yeah, I agree. Uh like that's kind of the way I took it as well. I just, I think it works on multi levels for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, but it's, again, you, you're right. The, uh, the eyes, let's say the R's, <laughs> the eyes. <laughs> Those two. When, when he says your family, that just the, the wrinkles that you can kind of see in the eyes and like the eyelids and everything, it's just phenomenal. The art here. Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready? This is it. God Country number six. This is the final issue right here. Emmett Quinlan claims and passes on his legacy. Short and sweet. I mean, that's I I, I didn't know what else to put. 
Yeah. I didn't want to spoil it. I mean, shit, that guy kind of spoils it anyways. But like, yeah, like that, um, that's pretty much what it is. He he takes a journey to get to the, I guess, the the, the castle, you yeah. know, Mario style. <laughs> um, we get a conversation with Aristus and Dina and Janie. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Dina throughout all this. She's such a kid. Like, yeah. I love the like, who do you think's going to win between your dad and my, my grandpa? And he's like, well, I think blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I think it'd be my grandpa. <laughs> like, it's just a great little kid moment. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where you get the whole like that realizing. I was interested to see where, where Aristus was going with how their family is different. Like, I was like almost expecting that it's because you love each other or something like that. But no, it was that like that you, that you'll still be remembered, that you have a lineage, and that you, you're still move, moving on. Y'all have procreated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it came off to me. Yeah. Well, I think also <laughs> it's like, I f- like my note for that that conversation that he has with Janie is I just feel bad for Aristus because I think he talks about it in this, or maybe I'm just self in putting some dialogue that isn't there, but. I think he says something about like how a tomb would go through a thousand sons just to get the sword back. And he's talking about like, not like son, the star, but son as a, like an heir. Like, in other words, he doesn't give a shit about us, like our, his, his lineage. All he wants is that damn sword. Yeah. He definitely comes off. Like he does not give a fuck about his sons. Well, I mean, he even yeah. sister says in one of the issues, like Belgum's gone. He disappointed me. And it's like, there was no mourning. There was no well, like, hey, we need to avenge his death. Like, there, this is un, can't, like, we're not doing this kind of thing. It was, no, you go after him. Go get my fucking sword and bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you just lost a son to this guy. Why don't you sit there and grow a dick and balls and go handle this? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, anybody get like first Avengers vibes from Emmett <laughs> going to attack? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This was made in 2017. That totally, totally was inspired probably by those things. I forget what they're called, but yeah. We got the emperor from Star Wars in here as well with the tomb. That shriveled up face and the nose and all that jazz that yep. was thrown. I love his design, though. He's got like the galaxy like in his yeah. like tummy area. <laughs> he swallowed the galaxy and shed it on his cape. <laughs> I love the part where Emmett shows up. Yeah, like you said, the Avengers when he crashes through the <laughs> castle on whatever those the Volf I forget what they're called, like Volfums or something. I don't anyway. Um, but <laughs> it seems like Emmett, is everybody from Texas like this? And he's like, No, sir. I'm actually one of the nicer ones. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Eventually, we get to a point where Emmett's like face to face with Tomb. Like, they've already kind of had like a standoff and stuff like that. And Emmett's like, fine, you know, like, just take the sword. I just, I don't want this disease that I have anymore. Like, just leave my family alone. And if you can take this uh, disease away, that'd be great. And the Tomb's like, dude, you're not shit. Yeah. Like, you're, you're nothing. You're nothing, bro. And, you know, basically, basically gives him like a kill shot. Yeah. Or what would eventually like kill him and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it is what kills him where he impels him with all those like tendrils. Yeah, like um god killer style. Yeah. Oh, uh Gore. Gore the God Butcher oh, style, yeah. yes. The real God Butcher, <laughs> not that Taika Watiti <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and see, like that's another part in the artwork where like they, they mentioned something about it like cutting his throat. Mm-hmm. But like I can't I can't see that. And there's like a big boom, and I'm like, "What's the boom for?" I I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't understand the so the the like the vom onomatopoeia. That's that's Valifax like streaking by and cutting his throat. There, the boom yeah. is just the castle fucking being sucked into the the uh, black hole right outside the kingdom. Is is just the kingdom is falling apart because. Aristus mentions how like his father's using up like a, a good majority of his power, just holding the last little bit of the kingdom of always, which is ironically named. Um, 
And now that he's fighting against Valifax and Emmett, he's having to like not use that power to hold the kingdom together. So it's just being torn apart into this black hole. Yeah. From then on, uh, from then on, it was known as the kingdom of who? <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom of some ways. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad to see Aristus like actually jump in front and like take on his dad. Yeah. Like I was glad that it was that. It, and I wonder like, do you think that Roy was like the influence for that? Do you think that like him sitting there down there, not being able to teleport back home and stuff like that and actually spending that time with Dina and Janie and Roy and all them and seeing their lineage and seeing all that jazz. Do you think that was the influence for Aristus to be like, no, this is enough is enough, man. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it had some effect on him. Yeah, it definitely did. I hadn't thought of it that way. But yeah, I like that. I like that. That's my headcanon now. Is that, uh, <laughs> is that Roy was honorable <laughs> enough to impose onto Aristus to stand up to his father? Because they mention about how like, it, it's dealing with Valifax, but it's also a metatextual about fathers and sons about how like it's hard to go up against your creators. In other words, it's hard yes. to sometimes go up against your parents. Yes. And um yeah, and Aristus does it. And anyway, I like that idea a lot. And then I mean that leads us to the death of Emmett, which again, just consistently throughout this entire book, the eyes. Yeah. Just and seeing like basically he knows that he is he is dying or that he's, he's passing on at that point in time, but he sees his son for the last time, and he just, he knows he's done everything he can to save his, save that legacy, to save that family, and to pass that on. Yeah. This part of the story messes me up, but um, in, in like a good way. Um, it is one of the most beautiful moments of this entire story, of any story, really, of any comic that I've ever read. Um, the fact that he is able to, these memories that he has fought so hard to keep, he's able to now give them to his son. And we didn't talk about it, but they, like all fathers and sons, they feud and they fight. And he, like, when he tries to talk with his dad, because he mentions about how, like, I made a prayer and I was worried, like, I caused all this. And he fights with his dad and... Anyway, he talks also about when he sees uh, Dina playing with Emmett and he talks with Janie about how like, my dad wasn't really like this. This is technically not how, my dad was very harder and stuff like that. Roy is now able to see what Emmett saw all throughout the important moments of his entire life. And he gives that to Roy and it is such a beautiful moment. It is illustrated perfectly. And then honestly, the part where Emmett dies. I love because now I've experienced that where the whole world just it just it goes away. Like the background is blurry. You you don't notice anything there but but your loved one. So anyway. Yeah. yeah the focus has changed because I mean there's complete fucking chaos going on behind him. Yeah there with is. the tomb and uh Aristus like battling it out and shit like that. But like that does not phase Roy at all. It doesn't like he's he is simply in that moment, like you're saying. Um, yeah, this totally made me tear up. I had to like walk into a kitchen and shit like that because like I don't let people see me get all teary eyed and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, this these two pages right here, I was like, fucking Richard, you asshole. <laughs> Dude, this I I love this story, but it fucked me up reading. I I read it like I, I'm trying to remember, like, two nights ago or something like that, and I got to this page, and I just fucking bawled my eyes out. <laughs> just, I'm not even lying. It just, it's a great story, or a great moment in the story. And you knew that shit was coming, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, we see a tomb actually take out Aristus, which I I hated, but at the same time, for the sake of the story and for the sake of the mirror image, Mm, it yeah. was needed. Yeah. But, and then I like Roy's like, I don't care. Yeah. And he just like fucking teleports out. He's like, screw you, asshole. To me, that is the most Emmett moment for Roy. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you know how like, uh, sons will sometimes take on certain 
personality traits of their parents. That is the most Emmett moment for Roy, <laughs> where Atum is just going on about this, and he's like, I don't care, and just leaves. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely great. So, yeah, that, uh, and, and then I, this, this idea that this magical sword is just now just gone, just, it's, it's lost in the ether. I don't know, like, I kind of went back and forth of, like, was this all metaphor? Was this all a dream? Was this all this? Was it all that? And it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's, you know, I think some of it is left to interpretation, but like going back through it now with y'all and stuff like that, like I think this was really supposed to be one of those legacy tall tales. And that's like, like we y'all said before as we've done this, that that's what the whole purpose of this was, was to be a legacy for a family. And to show you how much it, it's like the Elder one. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Um, it so originally when Donnie Cates wrote this it's supposed to be a one and done thing and it's you know a lot of stuff is left up for the reader to interpretate Um, he has since made a like and it's done with all sorts of stuff with image comics but it's a series called Crossover I've not read it but supposedly Janie Roy Dina and Valifax make a return in that story. Oh, wow. And I believe Valifax is wielded by some other image comic character. I don't know. I haven't really read that issue, and I'm planning on it because I I think it's uh, Jeff Shaw and Donnie Cates back on this book, so the art and the way it's told is probably going to be really good. Um, I need to check it out, though. It looks really, really cool. It's probably Spawn. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there were some um, some variant covers. They were doing some some spawned variant covers for all of the image books that were coming out around that time. And there's some of this, which is really funny. I was going to say, there was even a spawn variant for, I think, issue six mm-hmm. of this book right here. But yeah, there was, a, there was a spawn variant for that crossover. It was like a, I don't know, there was, there was a couple of those. So I know Negan is introduced in that crossover from what I've heard. And he... uh kind of gives his thoughts to Robert Kirkman. Uh, not to spoil anything, but from what I heard, yeah, it's, it's kind of a pretty awesome oh, that's funny. moment in the book. So, Anyways, any final thoughts on this, y'all? I, I, I'll say this much. I, wanted, I, want to, uh, I want to read this. And it's, it's pretty much like the last like, page of this book. But it says, the point is that we keep telling it and that if we live our lives the way Emmett did, if we find the folks who love us and we fight like hell to hang on to them and love them back the best we can, those people will always remember us and none of us will ever truly be gone. We'll just become stories. And I think that sums up like this entire book, this entire series like that. And I like that. I like that. It's just one page. This is a summary of what this story is and what it's about. Yeah. That, you know, it doesn't matter your possessions. It doesn't matter any of these things. It matters your loved ones. And the stories that they can pass on from there on. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a really, a really cool ending, like you said, and just a way, a nice, a nice way to bring it full circle and help you understand the meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to mention that moment, that last page as well. I also love how it leaves the Quinlans, like they fixed the house up, like they put a brand new coat of paint and stuff on that. <laughs> They sell it and they're going to go back to their lives in Austin. And um, and yeah, the narrator talking about that, we learn at that point that the narrator is a great, great grandchild of Emmett. And yeah, it's a great, great ending to the story. Yeah. Well, they didn't fix the door. I was about yeah. to say, no. <laughs> jam door and all. <laughs> Any final thoughts here, guys, on this book and this series? Uh, no, I think that's, I think we've really hit, hit about all of it. Just a, a really cool moving uh, storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all recommend this to anybody? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've recommended it to y'all too. <laughs> I'll <laughs> recommend it to anybody. <laughs> I, this book, I, I, I don't know. It helped me dealing with a lot uh, of stuff. My dad didn't have Alzheimer's, but he had dementia. And um, it, it's just, I don't know. It's very cathartic. And yeah. I, I love this this story and absolutely I'll I'll recommend it. Yeah. I was just thinking I might be actually well, my wife doesn't really read comics, but might pass this one along. She'll probably have a 
it'll hit home with her too. So I'm sorry, Richard. I didn't mean to interrupt you as far as like your takeaways from this book. So oh, you're fine. You're fine. I don't even remember what I was gonna say. No. <laughs> That's that's even more worse. That's even worse. Yeah, I know. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. My bad. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch. I'm the, under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter and an Instagram. Yes. Wow. You can find me under the handle Night Curry. Night like day and night, and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, also, we have a Twitter now. Yes. Uh, it's under comicallycomics with an X. Uh, but if you want to check us out under YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, it's underneath comicallycomicspodcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, happy Father's Day, everybody out there. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Love you, Dad. Hey, this Dad, just call and see how you doing. How you feeling? Love you. Bye.